Burner Phone is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Everyone wants to put something in a box, but I've never Interesting known you. Interesting choice of words, you homophobe. Say <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's the intro. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Burning Today is a very special day. Um, it is the Burning in Hell three-year anniversary. I've never done anything for three years, <laughs> but we're here, and you're probably wondering, Hannah, who are you going to have on for your three-year anniversary? Hmm. I'm going to have the OG, my number one <laughs> Russian gymnastic coach, <laughs> the Taylor Strecker, who was the first ever guest on Burning in Hell and who taught me how to do radio. Oh, okay, go on. Don't stop. <laughs> Taylor, welcome to hell. Hey, girl. Hey, hey, hell, hey. Yes, we love it. Yes. We love it. Yeah. So I'm so happy to have you on because it's been three fucking years. A lot has changed. Yeah. I'm going to give people a quick summary about you. Long story short, Tay can be summed up in a couple sentences. Of, oh, really? She. <laughs> I can't wait to hear this shit. <laughs> She worked for Sirius XM. She uh-huh. was a star for 10 years, got fired, um, then got married to a very rich man. Yeah. This is just your brand, I'm saying. God. I was married before I was fired. That's important. She was married before she was fired. Yes. She did not need a rich man, but she got one because society was like, yes. No, no, no. I want to be clear. My salary at Sirius was shit. I did need a rich man. Uh- <laughs> They paid you with tuna sandwiches. Basically. So then you divorce rich man. I did. I did. And then you have an epiphany that you are in love with a tailor. Yes. Who happens to be a woman. Yes. And then most recently you have your own business and you have fully married this woman. Yes. And you are a unit. A, I, pa- a pussy powerhouse. Pussy powerhouse. That's what we call our house. <laughs> well, that's the name of the podcast. We're done. Wrap it up. Um, <laughs> holy shit. Oh, girl. Wait. You haven't had me on in three years? Fuck you. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> has it been? Or has it been two years? Um, I definitely have had you on like 18 times <laughs> on Taste of Taylor, my podcast. But uh, yeah, whatever. I mean, you're more famous than me so it's fine i understand and actually i really shouldn't have you on as much as i do like <laughs> my producer i call my producer producer don aka my wife taylor mm-hmm. donahue mm-hmm. um but she there's a she was like no more hannah <laughs> and i'm like but i love her so fun fact um taylor's wife wife other Taylor edits Burning in Hell as well. So yes. she's had a lot of us, but she enjoys sick of it. <laughs> loud brunettes. Maybe I don't know. She can tolerate us for so long, but also the fact that you guys 
I have a specific question. Taylor Lautner just got engaged Fuck to him. Taylor. What's are you okay? Bitch stole my look. Like literally. Yeah. I'm not well. Thank you for bringing this up. I because to I get feel it. robbed. Here's the deal. I like, I'm not going to say I'm the pioneer, mm-hmm. but of the podcasting world, I actually am. Mm-hmm. So at Sirius, I mean, I was like coming to a very old game with radio at Sirius, but Sirius was like, unlike any other radio, it was satellite, it was subscription. Mm-hmm. And it was um, like the old garb of radio was like, the girls were dumb. The guys were in charge. It was girls very... Were like, Can you explain this to me? Laugh <laughs> exactly. at every fucking terrible bit. Every dad joke they're like dying laughing over. They're constantly told they're stupid. It was very misogynistic. Mm-hmm. Radio tends to be that way. Mm-hmm. And with serious when i came on it was with cosmo magazine radio so they were very much like female empowerment and the fact alone that i was the morning show lead and i was a woman was huge Mm. but the way we did radio my co-host kenny and i like he was like i refuse to just fight with you for the sake of fighting like if i agree i agree if i don't i don't and so we kind of carved out this very um non-radio radio show and Mm. now looking back i'm like oh shit bitch we were podcasting yeah but being a pioneer blows um because you just asked paris hilton she's so poor now and i'm irrelevant wait is she poor no she's a billionaire (laughs) basically no Um, but being the first sometimes um you're ahead of your time and people can't always accept it yeah and you make the mistakes that other people can learn from totally but i still think I'm excited to see what you're going to do in the future, but I do know that you are a great mentor to me. And I just want people to know that Taylor low key gave me my first ever like radio gig. I just told this to Amanda Hirsch, not skinny, but not fat. And she said, she was asking a question about the show I do now, the Taylor Strucker show. Subscribe Mm -hmm. on patreon.com slash the Taylor Strucker show. Anyway. (laughs) And she was asking questions just about like the rotations, all that stuff. And I had mentioned that you were on it. And she was like, wait, what? And I was like, I actually like gave Hannah her podcasting start. She was shook. And also thought I was a liar. You guys, I had a tryout. To so the Taylor bad. Strecker show. So bad. It, it, it was bad. And I remember being, I was nervous because you were powerful. I and don't, I, I truly don't believe the words that are coming out of your mouth, but no, continue you again. Had, like Emma Willman, Carly Acolino, you had all these amazing women on your pod and, and on your show. And I felt like if you didn't like me, it was kind of like, you're not good enough. Listen, you are good. You're raw talent. I know it when I see it. Like <laughs> I am a radio personality. I'm talent myself. I host shows. Yeah. But I'm actually realizing that I am just as good, if not better, at spotting talent than mm. I am even at being talent. Mm. And so I knew you were talented off the bat, but you ate a scone. I ate a scone on air. Scone gate, bitch. Dry mouth. But to this day, I have people in my D- DMs just being like, hey, just want to send you good vibes. And I've been here since scone gate. <laughs> and that is like four years ago, maybe. So you guys, this is my soul sister on the pod today. But... It, I want to break you down a little because you're interviewing people all the time and you talk about yourself, but it's, you know, a narrative that you're putting out there. So we need to dig a little deeper. I'm here. And I need to. Finally, somebody is asking (laughs) me about me. Enough about me. What do you want to know about me? I never get to talk about myself. It's always about everybody else. We're both lies, by the way. If you listen to the show, all (laughs) I do is interrupt everybody with stories about myself, which I'm doing right now. Continue. No, it's so. I hate when I have to pull teeth to like have someone to answer uh, a question. I'm like, let's stop acting like you're coy. You went on this to promote something. Talk, um, right? So 
Tay. Yes. You love was not easy for you in the beginning. No. You, what happened to you? Divorce is something that everyone is scared of. Yes. Do you have any advice for people who are scared of divorce, who like haven't even been with anyone, but they're just so petrified of that, mm. or people who have are in a relationship that they're like, "Fuck, I might need to get out of this," or people who are just like, "I don't." Is divorce as scary as it seems? No, actually. Okay, listen, we didn't have kids. So I think I'm in a different category True. of divorce. When you have kids, it's a whole different ballgame. I can't even speak to that. I won't even pretend like I can. But divorce, in my experience, is it like actually made me, it was a journey where I started to finally like love myself and put <gasps> myself first. Yes, it was very empowering. And I like, and still though, when I had, like now I don't have to check the box because I'm married. But... When I did for a long time have to check a divorce box, like at the doctors or like on insurance or like whatever Which is forms. so weird. So weird. I was like, like, okay, you're obsessed with me. Why are you asking me all these questions? My God. <laughs> I was like, divorce. <laughs> I was raised yeah. Catholic. So yeah. that was like a no, no. Like you're going to hell, bitch. Mm -hmm. But I will, I would be lying if I said that like, I, it wasn't, it, it, it was amazing. Like, it, it was when I finally said to myself, it was the first time in my life, maybe ever, I was like, you're putting yourself first. Mm -hmm. You deserve more. Mm -hmm. Like, believe in yourself and do something for you. Please, God, finally. So wow. I think divorce can be incredibly empowering. Yes, it's painful. Mm -hmm. It's hard to break up with somebody. I can't even break up, like, with a boyfriend <laughs> in sixth grade, let alone, like, end a marriage. But there is something about it that's actually, there's, there's I can't a even break up lining. with my bodega guy. Right. When you suddenly move to a new place and you're like, sorry, I'm not getting bacon, egg, and or cheese hairdresser. anymore. It's like, I don't want you to cut my hair anymore. <laughs> you're like, oh God, I, you I just love ghost. It's fucked up. But I love that you said that answer because I had no idea if you were going to go positive or negative with that. Positive. When people tell me they got divorced, I always say congratulations. You sure. And I haven't gotten divorced, but I feel like when you divorce someone, you know them through and through. The worst heartbreak is when it's that guy or girl two, three months in, the endorphins are still on. You don't fucking know shit about that person day to day. And you've imagined that they are the greatest thing ever. Of course. And you are literally high on their pheromones. I called my ex on the air for years, Mr. Perfect. <laughs> when those people ghost you, that's fucked up. But I feel like when you're in a marriage and you've tried your hardest, you you know the bad times. I think yes. the key is to remember the bad times when you get out of a relationship and be like... It's hard. You could look back, rose-colored glasses, oh, when I had it together, when people thought I was together. But it's like... The hardest thing about divorce is I feel like what other people think about it. Totally. And also, it's uh, money is really scary. Yeah. And when, especially like a rich husband, it was like, I had to really go, okay, so how much do I really value my happiness? Because yeah. I like Chanel bags. Yes. And I like the Soho house. Like, yes. you know, how bad is it really? How much do I love myself ultimately? And I couldn't believe that I loved myself more than Prada. But here I am. I do. It, did that make you get to know yourself more it really does like getting a divorce so the thing is my parents were virgins when they got married and they're not lying they my if my mom was like 20 my dad was like 21 mm -hmm. okay mm -hmm. and so for me it was like and, and like i said raised catholic so divorce like no fucking way you go to hell immediately and i also didn't have parents that could like help me so my divorce was the first time i ever experienced anything that my parents didn't understand or live through so they were like oh in middle school this happens in high school it's like this college when you meet all your best friends yeah. that was wrong they were wrong they were, were boomers but 
the marriage, like marriage, this is how it will kind of go. They have like some semblance of what could happen and be like, this is the path we took. Like, here's our advice with divorce. I was like, so I do. And they're like, we literally don't know. They're like, you take a stripper pole to hell. That's how you get divorced. <laughs> but what's so funny is in the Catholic. Oh my God, this stripper makes me laugh. Stripper pole to hell. <laughs> Sorry, I love Lil Nas. If the, in the Catholic church, you get divorced, you go to hell. You not Something only, like that. Okay, this is. <laughs> this is how you get a divorce and you basically then tell your parents that you might be gay oh girl i mean listen <laughs> let's just stick on divorce for a second that's <laughs> what's double hell because that's where i'm going i think it actually it's like um it's like a catch 22 and it sends you right back up to heaven <laughs> <laughs> um, it negates itself two negatives make a positive <laughs> legit God loves the gays. Don't fucking <laughs> at me. No, you know what? Don't fucking at me. I dare you. I will block you. <laughs> okay, so divorce. So with the divorce, it was like, that was something that was like, I honestly knew for so long. And it like, it took, having known as long as I knew that it wasn't the right decision. I think I've told this before, just in case people are new to me. I called my wedding planner before the marriage and was like, I think we should postpone the wedding. And she was like, that's bullshit call it off or go through like but it's like postponement is like canceling but then you just have to like repay for everything like it doesn't make sense financially so I went through with it because I was like 27 28 and I was a kid and I'm like what like people sent gifts my parents had down payments his kids too us too like it was like a three-way we had like a three-way wedding where we all split the costs but it really was like I, I, it was a lot. It, it doesn't happen overnight. That's the point because it's a big decision, even without kids. And so I had to really think it through. And like I'm talking, I like took the prenup out. I had to sit down and be like, what does my life look like socially? What does my life look like regionally? Can I live in the city? Career wise, I mean, like financially was a really big one. And I had to really sift through a lot of things like what's my priority, what isn't. And like it took years to get the courage to finally say, I want a divorce. And trust me, I said it like a good, good, good jillion times. Yeah. But of course, it's like, you don't mean that. You're bluffing. You're full mm -hmm. of it. Mm -hmm. But when I meant it, I motherfucking meant it. And um, it was a really quick proceeding from like, the, when, when I said like, it's happening, I like called uncle. It was like, from then on out, it, it wasn't like one of those relationships where it was like, let's try, let's separate, let's see. It was like, no, we're done. Was there um, a moment that was the final straw? There were so many little moments that were like mini straws. Um, I'm trying to think. Because it's funny. I don't know the in-depth of your relationship, but I know that this guy was not this like really fucked up person. No, he's really actually. He's like great. He's super great. Like yeah. I talk about him on the show sometimes. I mean, listen, I'm sure he's like, fuck you. You say me things. But like clearly you had love for him. Like you weren't stuck in like an abusive, manipulative marriage. No, like I literally at times have been like, <laughs> like, do you think we could like call husband and ask if he wants to be married to lesbians? Because that would be fun. Because <laughs> he's got like deep pockets <laughs> and we could use some money. But no, I really, I really think he's a great guy. I just think that we weren't right for each other. I always say this. I'll say it again. What made him happy, uh, uh, let me start here. What made me happy made him uncomfortable. Not miserable, but just like uncomfortable. Like certain circles of friends, maybe like certain career decisions coming up in the mm -hmm. future. Um, my family a little bit, sometimes good, sometimes bad, made him uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. His life, what made him happy made me legit miserable. So I can take on the His responsibility. Penis. His penis, <laughs> because I'm a lesbian, made me miserable. No, no. He, um, he just, like, his circle of friends, 
his family, his world. It's just like, I was like, I will drink martinis at 8 a.m. I will be totally Xanaxed out. Like, I will be a shell of my former self. And I had a couple of friends. My mom even said, like, you're like one of my friends. This was so huge. We're no longer friends anymore because I am a monster. But she said something very important to me. Mm -hmm. And she said to me, when we were in college, like I would describe to you like as like, oh my God, Taylor is like so fun and such a bright light. And she's like shiny and fun and like positive. And she's like, I feel like you're like a flicker of your former self. <gasps> and I was like, fuck. Also, that's the kind of shit. I don't know what happened in the future with your friendship, but that's the kind of shit. She put your friendship on the line by no, telling No, and honestly, that. and that's not why I ended, but it, but it was kind of like a quid pro quo, Clarice, where she was there for me during like my dark times. Then when her dark times came around, I was in the middle of a divorce and couldn't be for her, there for her the way she was for me, yeah. which makes me the shit. And honestly, we've been talking kind of like here and there recently, and I think it's time to like reignite that friendship because when I really like break it down and look back and reflect, like she is a really good friend. Does she need a lot? Yes. But also she was in like, we were in our like early 30s mm -hmm. it, it was like when your friends are your family yes but sometimes you're they're not and when you have enough time and the emotions out of it you get to look back with like a lo more logical mindset like oh this is why that happened yep. it's not because we were being evil to each other so i guess that that was like very pivotal for me actually when she said that it was like no shit she's like holding a mirror up to me and, and it's the truth and i i have to have to do this when someone who knows you says like where's like the old taylor like, where's the i'm old getting Hannah? worse and she had a mom who went through a really bad divorce and she's like it's like watching my mom all over again her mom had such a struggle so i was like she was like i can't watch this happen to somebody i love again were your friends supportive of <laughs> of it <sighs> so they were supportive going into it Totally. When you say going into it, you mean like the dating phase? No, they were supportive like, oh, you mean of the divorce or the relationship? The relationship. They were, um, hmm, they were into it at first, but then when they saw like the new friends I was making, they were like, you're going to get chewed up and spit the fuck out. And they were like, it, it was just like, um, I'm saying like, it was like Gossip Girl, the world yeah. that I was in. It really was. But low key, you thought you wanted it totally and they were like you are new york you are fabulous you are these things but like you don't know these girls we know these girls because they all grew up tri-state area new jersey connecticut greenwich the whole thing and they're like westchester and they're like these girls are brutal and i was like you're just like these girls you're like cool and fabulous they're like no it's different and then when i got in it in it i was like they were correct so they had already kind of like pre-warned me mm -hmm. um but by that point i was like in a relationship and like living the life and very distracted by the superficial i and that's on me that's not on mm -hmm. husband that's on me mm -hmm. dinners but it's trips, ironic that clubs. those dinners trips and clubs is the lifestyle that ultimately you were like the people in it it didn't matter it where you it. are because it's who you're with totally totally and like there were i mean like i said there's a million different reasons right yeah. like like a million different lady gaga cuts. would say a million reasons <laughs> give me a million <laughs> reasons don't, don't make me sing <laughs> don't tempt me bitch honestly best ariana grande impression i've ever heard you guys thank you so much for being here i'm ariana grande i was engaged to be tamitson and i am jealous that he is engaged engaged i'm gonna take cut that part out that sucks <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I actually do. <laughs> Tay, cut it all out. I do have tea that. You're cutting this out too? No. Oh, go. I do have tea like. Oh, I think it actually came out. But like he's. It's confirmed. Like he's dating, hooking up with Kim oh, Kardashian. Oh, Kim Kardashian. Yeah. What does hooking up mean? Dry humping? Blowies? Oh, Handies? I, you know, all, all of the above. Booty holes. Nowadays, what? they're very into. Titty fuck. Yes, they're very into booty licking. Earplay. The Gen Z's. <laughs> Who knows what the fuck Gen Z's Nostril. are doing? 
Yes. Jizzing. Yes. A little tick, armpit tickle. Ooh, I love a little dick in the a armpit. Little pussy shave. <laughs> oh, that's just what I have to do for myself. Anyway. <laughs> I gave up on that a long, long time ago. But I, I do think it's interesting that you fell in love with this dude, but then no, you're not can just... I, can I correct you? Oh. I loved a dude. We weren't in love. I wasn't, at least on my end. And I don't think that he was in a place where he could be in love either. I think we thought it was. But I th- I really do respect him, despite all the things I've said over the years. But I yeah. really do. And I really did and do love him. But he was not my person. He was not my life partner. He was not my soulmate. But at one and point, we were you not thought in love. that. No, I actually didn't. I, I remember thinking, I'm dating all these dickheads. I keep attracting, like, maybe drug dealers. <laughs> I need to find a guy that's I'm sleeping good. on a mattress on the floor. What the fuck? And there's this baking soda everywhere. <laughs> and I just remember feeling Not like another DJ. I got to start dating guys like that are, are like my dad or like that. I can like can be responsible adults. And I was like, my pickers off. I need to go against my gut. And so I met him at a Hamptons nightclub and he was like cute. He smelled good. Mm. We had great convo, but I was like, nah. But then I was like, wait, your pickers off. You always go for the wrong guy. So when he asked me for a date, I was like, ah, it's free dinner. So I went and it was nice. Nice. Not like butterflies and like, you know, earth shattering. It was nice. So I um, went on the date with him and then he did the thing, which a good guy does, which is like, I'm not going to play games. I like you. Let's go to a second date. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, that was ever done that for me before. And so he really got, he caught me with the nice guy stuff. And again, not running game, just being no. a good dude. You're like, he played games by not playing games. <laughs> like literally. <laughs> he tricked me by being a person. <laughs> by being straightforward. Damn it. So I was like, you know what? This is a good guy. This is exactly what I've been asking Jesus Christ Manifesting. for. Manifesting. And, um, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Let's like give it a whirl. And so I did. And then he was like, yeah, I mean, he wined and dined me, took me on trips like really early on in, in, the, in the relationship. And I was like, he treats me like a princess. And that's what I am. And I'm soon to be a queen. So anyway, we, um, I, I just kind of was like, I really like this guy and this is a good thing. And this is like the sex in the city life that I wanted to live in New York. Never thought would happen. Mm-hmm. And so I remember thinking to myself, like, I don't, he doesn't like make my stomach flip, but he's like a really good guy. And I think like I'm loving him and we'll probably grow to fall in love with each other. This is an important part of the story. In college, I had a really good friend. Her name was Darnie and she was from India, like, like from, from India. Mm-hmm. And she was at Ithaca college with me and we became really close friends. And she was like, I honestly like think I'm going to be here for another semester. And then I'm going to go to like BU or something. And I was like, why? She's like, because I am already like betrothed. Like I have an arranged marriage back home in India and she's from like a super wealthy family. And so she's like, it's very normal. And she's like, I need to like sow my wild oats and like Ithaca ain't it, you know? And so I was like, so interesting. So she's like, well, I mean, I want to like be wild now, but like when I go home and I get married, like I'll have a lover on the side. And I was like, what? Like, Wait, what? yeah, so American, right? Like that's not what Disney says is love. So she was like, no, that's just like, what's up? And she was like, my dad and mom are married. It's like a business deal. She has lovers. He has lovers. That's just how it is. Wait, I didn't know this. This is wild. I can't speak for the entire, yeah, like, you community. know, community and, and like country of India, but in her specific scenario. And she was like, but, they have grown to love each other and it's a different kind of love than like lust love, mm-hmm. but like lust love is fleeting. And so they've built like a they life feel together, safe, trusting, caring. Yeah. So I guess a part of me like took that with me and I was like, okay, so I guess like maybe I could grow if they can grow into love and it's arranged. 
I like this guy. And You're I picked like, him. You're like, this mansion would be perfect with a pool boy. <laughs> so I was like, I will you get married to him and have lesbian lovers on the side. You no, just I have I a harem of women with you all the time. <laughs> I you're love like, these are my friends. He's women like, supporting she's licking women. your pussy. And you're like, she's my friend. <laughs> Jesus. Judgy, judgy. Are you being jealous? <laughs> you're so jealous. So I basically, you know, I mean, I, I think that there was some of that going into it. Like, we're not madly in love, but I think that we can like grow to love each other. And so did you think you'd cheat on him? No, never. I mean, cheating is not something that was like ever allowed or okay. It mm-hmm. was like, you cheat, you're gone. You cheat, you get a divorce. And also what people don't know about you or some do is that you, I mean, as a Catholic, sex is not always like, it's very not important. It's not important. And something that they almost like look down upon. Like it's, you're slutty. You're gross if you're doing it. So I mean, a hardcore Catholics like that are literally married. They aren't on birth control and every time they have sex they have a baby it's only for pro- like if they're like I'm horny you horny if, if ha- making a baby's not a part of it like they're actually like not technically supposed to have sex it's not for pleasure it's for procreation and they don't masturbate I mean, I don't know. Again, I can't speak for the community, yeah. but like I am very bad at masturbating. You're the voice of the Indian and the Catholic community. You know? <laughs> I and really, the lesbian community I really and do the divorce not, community. I, really do, I do not want any of those titles. <laughs> Thank you very much. But yeah, but so like I, I probably should have now at the age that I'm at, I'm like, oh, pfft, I could have seen that one coming from a million miles away. Mm-hmm. But in my young brain, I was like, no, we're going to make it work. And then the wedding planning was a fucking nightmare. I fought a lot with his family and then realized, too, that like he's so close to his family. Like there was just no way that like I tried to make it work with them. And quite frankly, they probably tried their best in, from their version to try to yeah. make it work with me. But like we we're both too stubborn. Mm-hmm. And um, it was it was just I was one of us was going to have to suffer to make the relationship worth. And that's not fair to either one of us. So that's why I also celebrate the divorce. because It's like I chose happiness and I actually kind of chose it for him, too. And I like two days after I told him I wanted a divorce in therapy. And it was like this whole thing about the lawyer before yada, yada, yada. I watched Sopranos. I wasn't going to let him Tony Soprano me take mm-hmm. all the good lawyers in all of New York City. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's probably fiction. And that was probably like an unnecessary thing for me to do. But I think alas, it's, it's fun. It's a good story, though. Thank you. But um, <laughs> but so at first he was like, I'm blindsided. And I was like, mm, we're in therapy because I wanted a divorce. And our therapist was like, well, she actually said that from day one. <laughs> um, but then it's blindsided me. I thought it was a joke. I thought we were doing a bit. I thought. It was sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, a couple of days later, he was like, thank you for making the decision that didn't have the like um, courage to make. So that was very, that was like an affirmation. It was very wow. va- validating is the word I was looking for. Um, so I do think I did. I, I, I did that for us. And I'm sure he's way happier without me constantly <laughs> fighting with his family. And I'm sure his family's thrilled that I'm gone. But it's, Man has, I mean, I'm happy that I'm kind of sexist. They say man has, but they say humans have free will. Yes, you can stay and fight for the marriage, as they say. Like, are you working on it? Are you working on it? Marriage is hard work, so it's hard messaging that you're getting to then not be a quitter and make the right decision. Like, what? How do you know the difference between marriage should be hard work versus this is not right? Marriage is hard work, okay? And I'm like, I'm married now, and it's a new marriage, but we've been together for like six and a half years. So, mm-hmm. like, that's also hard work. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a really intense question and a really, really good question. Ask me again. I've been recording for 15,000 oh, hours no, it's today. Okay. How do you tell the difference between this just, we need to work harder at this marriage okay. versus 
you have to give up. When the only way to make your partner happy or your partner's world happy, okay? Because he was such a people pleaser. Like, it wasn't like, I don't even feel like I divorced him. I feel like I divorced his family and his world and his mm-hmm. life. You know what I mean? And when you date someone, you can like pick and choose different parts of them. But like once you're married and living with them and immersed in their life, you're marrying their life. Yes. And also proximity wise, his family was like right here and sisters mm-hmm. lived in the city. That's another thing. Mm-hmm. Siblings. We put too much focus on parents. Mm-hmm. Siblings live forever <laughs> so if you don't get along with them good fucking luck and if there's no proximity of difference like in and in, in where you live like th- like his friends were friends with them so when i'm fighting with them i'm like am i fighting with all of our friends it was just like too oh, much the gang up and i also have a serious trigger with girls and groups of girls like that's mm-hmm. like from like middle school so having three sisters and they really like they all two of them <laughs> had really I, I have very fond memories of two of them mm-hmm. one of them I don't have any good memories of and mm-hmm. that's just that but like it, it wasn't all bad all the time you know what I mean but mm-hmm. it was just like when there were problems I felt like I was against a pack versus like an individual and that's triggering as fuck to me and mm-hmm. like five years ago I'd be like they can't up on me and now I'm like no that's a trigger for me yeah. and I can t- t- like totally take responsibility for it and if maybe I wasn't triggered by that I could have stayed in it but ultimately like there were, I remember there was a family member who I had lunch with after the like official s- separation moving towards divorce and she's like it's just too bad and i love this person i really do so saying this like i'm not trying to shit on her but she was like you know he's a great guy and i was like i know he's a great guy and she's like i just feel like it's too bad that you're so sensitive otherwise you could have like a great life <laughs> and at first i was like what and then i realized okay you're in your 60s mm-hmm. and you chose so and her and i were super close mm-hmm. and i'm like me getting a divorce is triggering something in you so that statement is, yeah, it's very directly pointed at me. sensitive, that's gaslighting. But I did, I realized it's not about me being sensitive. Have you ever stubbed your toe? That shit fucking hurts. It does. But it's not about me being <laughs> sensitive. It's about me making the change, me being brave enough to make a, a shift and, and, and change the cycle probably triggered some uh, question, questions within her about the decisions mm. that she made. So mm. I think that she was like, wow, um, wait, she's getting out? Like, should I have... And then like... And it's like, no, I'm tough. I'm strong. I did the right thing. She's yeah. being sensitive and yeah. deciding and to get out. And if that's what she needs to tell herself in order to keep living her life, bless and believe, because honestly, I fucking worshipped and still do adore this person yeah. and i don't want my decisions to make anybody like question their life choices well, everyone's advice is through their own lens of their experiences totally. but like the fact that i could even see that in that moment was like whoa okay therapy is working mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean it was it it was scary it was empowering um it was painful it was i mean it was all the emotions but more so than not like it was me putting myself first and I have never had that bravery in myself ever. So to me, it feels like, um, to me, it feels like, like a total win, you know? It's funny. I don't think I ever asked you this question and I didn't even know that it was such a like positive thing. It really was, especially again, in the moment I was like spitting nails. Yes. But now in hindsight, I'm like, okay, this was like, it was all meant to be. Like, I truly am a, b- a believer, like, in fate mm-hmm. after the life that I've lived at mm-hmm. to, up to this point, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, the universe will take care of you. You just kind of have to, like, see the signs, like, listen to them and not fight too hard. So that's the thing is, like, if a marriage is hard, yeah, marriage is hard. But, like, my marriage was going to, like my friend said, took away my shine. So it's like, this marriage is going to 
harm me. Mm-hmm. Like if I stay in this dynamic, it's going to hurt me long term. Mm-hmm. And once you're getting hurt by a relationship, again, that doesn't mean he was hurting me. Yeah. It just means the scenario was and it wasn't working for me and my personality type. And quite frankly, yes, my sensitivities. I'm a very empathetic person. I can't just like brushing it under the rug and be like, whatever. Mm-hmm. So for me, I was like, this is doing more damage than good. And that's when you have to get out of a relationship. There's no rule book to relationships or finding relationships. And obviously it's hard. And I think, especially in New York City, there's a lot of good looking people. Mm. And especially you, charming, easy to talk to. You could talk to a fucking wall and look like you have chemistry with it. Thank you. And I feel like I'd have trouble with dating because I would go on dates with another decent looking person. And I'm like, was this date good or was I just really good at conversation? And then... you can get along for at least six months with Hell a little yeah. dopamine with another good and looking a lot person. Of alcohol. And alcohol. It's so and fucking sleep easy. deprivation. Exactly. And that's why <laughs> yeah. and it's not like you make a mistake and people get divorced, but it's like it's actually so hard to pick someone long term because there's so many variables. Also age. For me at least, age was huge. I feel like I did not know who I was. I was mm-hmm. still like a carbon copy of like my mom. Mm-hmm. Who is now I know I worship my mom. She's the best. I am not Babette. And my mom's like, damn, I tried to raise you to be me and I would pick the wrong path because I am so different from her. So it's like, I think there's a lot of that too with parents. It's like you want to mimic what your parents did because especially mm-hmm. if it looks good. You're like, mm-hmm. oh my God. I said one time when I was at Sirius, do you know who Rude Jude is? No. He's great. He was on um this... I'm aging myself. Jenny Jones, I think. It was like okay. like Springer type of yes, like show. Yes. And he had a really fucked up childhood. And he has like all these books he's written about it. One's called Hyena. The other one's called Firefly. No, no, no. Hummingbird. Hummingbird. Um, Hyena Hummingbird. Great books. It's like all these memoirs of his life. And I remember one time he was telling me about like his mom was cheating on his dad and he was in the car and he kind of remembers it. And, like just like drugs and cheating and bad. And I said to him on the air live, my mom was listening and I meant it when I said, it, but I was like, that's so liberating. And he was like, what? And I was like, well, when your parents are a disaster, you have nowhere to go but up. And my mom was so fucking insulted. And she was like, I like bent over backwards to make the perfect example for you guys to be a good parent. I'm like, no, you're, I'm grateful. But like, y'all make, like you set the bar so high. You didn't mean to make me feel like a loser, but I do like. <laughs> Dad's hot. Mom's hot. Dad went to Harvard. Mom went to Boston College. Like, dad's a doctor. Do you know my dad's a doctor? But, mm-hmm. like, all these things. And it's like, and they have a great marriage. No, as an adult, I now see, like, where they're strong and where they're not. But, like, in your 20s, you just see they're, they're on a pedestal. They're gods. And anything that isn't what they did is kind of, like, wrong or Failure. not good enough. Yeah. yeah. So I definitely felt like, I, I think that actually, if you come from a broken home, you actually may be at an advantage because you may be more on your own path being like, you know what? I'm not going to do what they did. I'm Mm going to like forge my own path. That's the thing is like, I think the sooner you can realize that you are an individual and you're not like your sister or your brother or your parents or your friends, the faster you are on a track to finding who you are. And there's people who are in their 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s on their deathbeds that have not done this work, you know? Or still trying to like hope their parents are impressed by them or proud of them. And it goes both ways where when you're... When you have a fucked up childhood, I think you also deep down are scared that you are your mom or your dad. Well, then there's that too. So maybe I shouldn't say it's an advantage, but I can say- It's a different experience. Grass is always greener. How about that? Exactly. How about that? How about them apples, baby boo? So you, and I also feel like when bad stuff happens, like a divorce and stuff, I'm learning, yeah, like doors close, other doors open, the universe, but there's also something beautiful in like 
the chaos of something like when yes. you break something that like that's where the best inventions are made that's where creativity that's happens where growth happens yes in the discomfort Ex- like like breaking a bone the growth has to happen it has to change yep. and growing pains are real yes. you're in pain because you are growing and when physically people are like, the universe loves you i'm like well the universe is kicking my damn ass as they say on tiktok the universe got hands the universe has hands i'm telling you though them. the universe like if they're ge- if the universe is kicking the shit out of you it does love you it loves it's you. challenging you to grow and be better and evolve. So um, I look at my divorce positively. I actually do. I mean, listen, I'm human. Of course, every now and then I'm like, ah, I feel like, ugh, I'm divorced. And I think about all the things that I maybe said or did and that I'm not proud of. But ultimately, I think it was a good thing because it was, the, like I said, the first time I ever put myself first and was like, my happiness is the most important thing. Well, you basically just changed the rules of your life. And I think that's super important because I've been working with what is success to you, you know? So hard. And you can have an idea of it, you can change it, and that ultimately leads to, as someone who, whenever I was successful, people loved me more, it equated happiness. Yes. So I'm currently working on that whole thing of, like, handling losing and still loving yourself, or, like, making it not even a loss and seeing it as a growth. Yes. And understanding that you can be happy if you have the perspective of happiness. Here's, We're going real deep right here's now. Here's the thing. Okay, so people love somebody successful, right? In this country, we love to support the rise, but yep. then we love more than the rise to rip you fucking down, right? But I will say that the rip down, like there is always an opportunity in this country for the rebuild. And that's well, when what people love really fucking more? love the you. The fucking comeback. They love it. And we're not even talking like in the public eye. I'm talking about like a yes. person who's private. Like my, my dad always talked about like it's like bouncing a ball. The ball comes back up always. Always. And it comes back higher when you bounce Unless it. Unless you freak out when the ball's down and you stab it with a <laughs> spork. And then it's just like on the ground, sad, like a sack of empty balls. Unless you throw the ball into sand, you know? That's true. And I think that when you're getting your ass kicked, it's a mirror for you to see things that you didn't want to see. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. And face parts of yourself that you'd been really good at suppressing, but you weren't actually happy with it. You were tolerating it. Yeah. I made the decisions to get into that marriage. Yeah. And then I realized, oh, wait, these aren't the things that make me happy. If you really want to elevate it and break it down, it wasn't his fault. And it wasn't even his fucking family's fault. It was my fault for being drawn to things that I thought I wanted that I actually didn't value at all. Well, you knew that you saw things. But I still like money. I want to be clear. You grew up (laughs) when your family had money. It was considered success and nice. Yeah. So you immediately saw that and you were like, well, green light. Yeah. Green light. Yeah. (laughs) Squid game, green light. And, and even, and love wasn't making sense to you, but that language made fucking sense. When you put the check on the table, you were like, Oh, this feels like home a little. Yep. This feels nice. But there was a time where I was, we had just bought a $2.5 million apartment in Tribeca. Okay. I was like 30. One mm-hmm. and I didn't buy it. He did. <laughs> Technically, his dad did. Okay, so but I remember, like, I was like, we have a mansion apartment. Well, but I actually, when we walked in, because we bought it um when it was in construction, so we just saw like the renderings of it. We didn't actually see like it in. We spent two million dollars, two point five million dollars. So we, we hadn't even seen. Can you believe that is some rich people shit? That's some rich people shit. So when we 
opened the door and finally saw it after construction. It was done. The whole building, by the way. Um, we're like walking through scaffolding. We're like, ooh, ah, like what? And I was like, I don't like it in my mind. <gasps> like this is it? Like, can we buy an island for two point five million? And he was like, looked me dead in the face, and he goes, "Are you disappointed?" And I was like, "No," but I was. And trust me, it was a spectacular place. If yeah. you go to my YouTube, you can see it. I did a home <laughs> tour. Um, it was spectacular. But like, it just like... It wasn't you. It didn't fill the void. And I thought it would, right? <gasps> and that's on me. Oh, my God. Well, back to me with my own issues of success, I will be like, okay, I need something else to fix this void. And now something good will happen to me. And I'll be like, wait, it, I feel the same. It's because we're broken. <laughs> and everybody well, is, though. It's, but it's because... What we've been taught, success, money, men, women, love is going to heal the void. I was recently talking on a podcast that like decenter those things from your life as like what you need to chase. Like I'm I'm telling a lot of like straight women decentering men from your life. How that's like the goal. That's the reach. That's the end game. Ask me about that, honey. Yeah. And you (laughs) fucking nailed it. And we're like, oh, this is my nightmare. I'm going to be a late in life lesbian. Well, I will say this. So I was going to say the the most important thing I ever did to my in, in my life to like honor my happiness and like what mattered to me was getting a divorce, a choice made for me, but actually that's not true. That was the second bravest decision I made in my life. The number one bravest decision was saying, I'm in love with a woman and I'm going to pursue this and nobody can stop me from being with this person that I love. That was this scary, getting divorced was scary. Getting, coming out as gay, fucking terrifying. When did you come out to yourself? (sighs) So... We got divorced, or I told him I wanted a divorce in February, right around my birthday. And then our divorce was finalized, like, in July of, like, that same calendar year. It was very quick. And this one, this lesbian seductress Medusa, (laughs) her and I were just friends, but then I was like, let's make when I was drunk and she was like zero chance you're straight and like I don't would I don't you, do that. Did you do that when you were out drunk? I never out made out with a girl ever ever ever. I made out with one of my friends one time in Ithaca for Pita Pit because we were starving and poor. <gasps> Pita Pit. Right let's get it right now. Yeah. So but that was it. Legit the only time I made out with a girl. And trust me and girls were interested but I was like <laughs> that's for sinners. But do you think that they had lesbian dar for you? Like they could tell that you I, might probably. I like. I always thought I had good good gaydar. Uh-huh. Uh No, no, I did not because I didn't even know my ass was gay until I was in You're my like. I'm like, hearing 30s. a beeping sound and I don't know where it's coming from. Oh my god, it's the flowers. <laughs> They're gay. It's in the computer. <laughs> um, but I definitely, um, I would say so. We started to like, whatever. I said I wanted to make out. She said no. I felt rejected, what have you. And then like not that long after, she was like, I changed my mind. I want to make out. And I was like, okay, fine. So we were like kind of hooking up. But I well, just- that was a risk on her part because she could have gotten like played by you. Well, that was her thing. She was like, uh, you're in the middle of a separation. Well, you're separated and getting a divorce and you're straight. And like I like lose interest immediately. And also like I don't want to get played. So she rejected me, which then made me want it more. But no, I, I really was just like fine, fine, fine. But then... um. You kept thinking about her? Well, I did, but I but I really just, like, I just wanted to kiss. Like, that was it. Like, vaginas, don't thank you. Like, mm-hmm. let's just make out. Like, I thought it would be fun. And I guess she picked up on those vibes. Mm-hmm. But then 
finally she was like, you know what? I changed your mind. I had a crush on you since the day I met you, mm-hmm. but you were off limits. So, and cause you were married and straight, mm-hmm. but let's just like do the damn thing. But she was like, just cause there's 700 goalies doesn't mean I can't score. But the thing was though, it was like, well, then we started to like make out. And I was like, that's fun. This is incredible. The best first kiss of my entire life. But then it was like, wait, I'm going to have to like, lick your vagina wait a second so then i was like we're 13 again okay yeah your bitch is moving at a snail's pace yeah and i this was is a movie i was scared i really should write a book and make it a movie you this know? is a full movie and i'm like loki turned on i mean the first kiss was so hot we were like together and we were um at like a restaurant yeah, and like, teach this is like when i first l- licked does his butthole i was like i don't know what to do <laughs> my favorite thing in the world my favorite thing in the world that you looked sorry i interrupted you i got distracted <laughs> by buttholes when i get turned on all i can do is think of licking buttholes <laughs> <laughs> so basically i was like we need to make out finally and she was like okay yes but then she wouldn't kiss me she would just like like breathe on me and like move her face really close to mine but not she's like christian gray i literally am like (laughs) but but not (laughs) now i'm getting horny which like never happened my annual horny moment (laughs) and and then we were like in an uber and like she still wouldn't kiss me but was like all up in my shit and then she we, was testing her ass a little and we too go back probably. to the apartment her apartment and we were like just ravenous it was the most and you had butterflies oh my god it was like next level and so but i but the, i was like but that's it you know and te- i don't even remember from there she's right here do we have sex like really right away fuck I'm such she a was whore. like yeah you're a you're, bad cat, you're a like, hoe um, real bad. Catholic. I guess I jumped her bones. Uh, she doesn't have bones. I jumped her labias. <laughs> <laughs> she has bones. She doesn't have one erect bone. But anyway, did you, at any point did you get scared? Like, oh no, I'm gay. Um, no. Or was it like this no? Is I was Taylor like, I'm a like divorcee, and yeah. I've never done what I want to do, and I'm just gonna True. do it. True. Experiment. True. But then she was kind of like, okay, so like we're together now, right? And I was like, what? Oh shit, this lesbian stereotype is true. And I lied because I was like, totally. But in my mind, I'm like, I can't tell my friends and my parents in my job. Like, yeah. nah, nah, nah. We're just going to like do this and I'm just going to indulge myself because I never sexually indulge myself. And I was like, it will, you know, run its course. And then my mom fucking called me out. Like months later, I was home visiting. She picked me up from the airport and she was like, you're spending a lot of time with that lesbian friend of yours. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, like she has a name. Her name is Taylor. And my mom was like, <laughs> are you in love with her? Like that. My mom's <gasps> driving and I'm like, moms are wild. And I'm like, I'm in my 30s, mid 30s. I'm a lot of my mommy. And I was like, yeah, I'm in love with her. My mom was like, lost her fucking damn mind. Now my mom's story now was like, and I was like, that's fine. Live your life. <laughs> and I love my mom so much. And she's awesome. My parents hosted our wedding. So like yes. my parents are fucking dope and amazing. Yeah. But it's also important for people to tell their stories because coming out, it's not like, ugh, it's not either we knew all along yeah. or it's like get out and pray the gay away. Yes. There's a more middle ground that's like, wait, I'm like very liberal, but like not in my backyard. Like, no, you're not. You've been straight your whole life. And it takes yeah. a second. And my like advice to people is if you are in the situation or you're going to be like, give your parents time when they ask her when you feel comfortable tell them but like don't be shocked when you're like liberal open-minded parents like act insane Mm -hmm. and just know that like you just have to give them time to kind of let it marinate because think about how long it took you 
to oh even get gosh, to that point. Yeah, especially when you were married to a man. But how much were you battling like your idea? Because I noticed up until recently, I don't even know what you do now. You don't label yourself. <sighs> I know. Which is honestly so beautiful in a place where like everyone's trying to like find a label and like make because I mean, everyone wants to put something in a box, but I've never Interesting known you. choice of words, you homophobe. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's the intro. <laughs> I, um, no, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I think if someone's like you're a lesbian, I'm like, yeah, sure. I think if I'm being honest, I'm probably more bisexual, but yeah. I don't like... When you walk into look a at room... Look her face. She's when, like... Yeah. Uh, Tay is rolling her eyes at Tay. I'm just... Tay, when you're you, probably... Taylor is bisexual. She's attracted... Whenever when anyone's like, who's like your celeb person? She's like, Zac Efron. Well, but Zac I, Efron... He's a lesbian, so fine. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Justin Bieber's hot sometimes? Oh, the hottest. Yeah, that's his number two. Yeah, Justin Bieber yeah. is a lesbian icon. Do you, <laughs> do you, when you walk into a room, who do you notice as like, ooh, I want to talk to them like pre Men. Men. Same. So, see, we're both bisexuals. There you go. No, no, no. But like Tay doesn't want the dick. And actually, nor do I. So, yes, we are quite definitely lesbians. So you don't find yourself flirting with any other women? Um, or like wanting their attention. No, if I were, if, if, if she has to worry, how about this? If she had to ever worry about anybody, it would probably be a man over a woman. I just, but, may, but I'm a late in lifer. I don't know. I yeah. mean, I don't want to talk about that. We're going to be forever. Have you ever had a threesome? No. Wow. You're so fun. I love when you turn into a 12 year old. Like I'm like kiss and you're like, ew. No, I don't. Did I'm you not- cover your eyes when people kissed in movies? No. Uh, yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am not good at sharing and, and very jealous. So I do not want to threesome. I don't want to share her with anybody. And also no one else aside from her is allowed to see my naked body. Do you get jealous more of guys flirting with her or girls flirting? definitely I'm more threatened by girls. Like we have friends who are okay. lesbians, but I'm always like, oh, I've got one eye on you, Darren Carp. <laughs> <laughs> well, Darren Carp is a hoe. <laughs> Total hoe. Um, I know. I really Darren Carp and I, <laughs> Darren Carp, I'm like, she's going to fuck me. If I like, <laughs> if I just lose focus for a second, I'm going to marry Darren Carp. <laughs> like we have friends who are lesbians, but like I definitely am more like I'll have talks with her. Like, if you leave me for one of them. And she's like, hey, crazy. Whereas if we're around straight guys, I would never be like, don't you even think about it. It's almost fun. Like, let her. I think it's hot no. when someone wants to fuck Des. I am not. Uh, like, you I, don't think it's hot when a guy's all over her? I am. No, girl. I got into a fight with her got- <laughs> at Andy Cohen's gayest of the gay. <laughs> Like pool party this past How'd summer. How'd they even let you guys in? Darren. <laughs> <laughs> because she was talking to a gay man who was there with his <laughs> lover. Also a gay man. It could not like <laughs> name the least threatening scenario in the world. Guess who still got jealous? Me. I was still like, fuck him. He thinks, you know what it is? I'm deeply insecure. So I think yeah. everybody looks at me and Tay and they're like, ew, what's Taylor Donahue doing with Taylor Strecker? She's gross. And so for me, it's less about trusting see, her. I see you two and I go, oh my God, they're perfect together. In my mind, I always thought that like a blonde should be with brunette. I always like thought that like it should be two people who like look different, but and are both do. hot. You Thank know what I mean? Did you just call me hot? I think you're gorgeous. I'm not hot right you now. You look great. Is that a camera on us? No, it's not. It's just good light. I feel... Why? It's the lighting. It's not you. Sorry. Never mind. Why um, is there lighting? Because she's setting up for a production tomorrow. 
Why am I telling you what your own wife is doing? Because I was insecure that I'm on camera. Because that <laughs> goes perfectly. No, no, no. I'm. I, that wasn't like me trying to like start yeah. a bit. Yeah. I'm genuine. Like I actually thought for the last 20 minutes we were on camera. So I've been like moving my hair around and moving my body. Yeah, you and cannot. Been you cannot. On my words, you cannot do reality TV. I'm telling you, okay. I am so insecure. So no. So me getting jealous has nothing to do with her, and honestly, has very little to do with anybody but else. Does it she has make, to do with me hating compared me. to your ex. Does she make you feel beautiful? Oh my God. Every single day. Like I'm like, I am like something is mentally wrong with you. <laughs> no, like you guys are so fucking cute together. Are your love languages the same? No, my love language is communication. Okay. Verbal communication. Same as you can which tell. She would rather like put a drill bit in her head. She's said four words since I've been here, but I understand everything she's feeling the whole time it's a crazy experience her love language is touch so she's very like sensual and sexual and i'm actually that's like where i fall short so little is tay irish yes irish it's good that she's good with touching because like irish people sometimes aren't you mean des yeah I, some, <laughs> I mean he's he we're we're he's better but stereotyping Irish culture versus like Italian culture which we like to do in New York is like yes. Italians are like kiss 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 love 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 touch 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 Irish people are like hilarious funny storytellers the emotion and the affection they're not always great with see the thing is I'm incredibly affectionate but like I'm not hypersexual and like I hope I'm not upsetting Tay she's like sitting right here but like it's not that I don't want her I just like it's your own insecurities it's so my own stuff and so bless her for being patient but like we definitely have different love languages. Do you ever, I joke about like cuddling, how cuddling's fucked up. Do you ever like have someone put their hand on a part of your body that you don't love? Uh, and even though they're being so loving and beautiful and connecting with you, you can't enjoy it because you're like, why are you touching that? Every day of my life. <laughs> she touches my stomach. I'm like, stop. And then she like, she calls my, what do you call my armpits? Chupcakes? Lucky charms. Lucky charms. Because they're chubby. My my armpits are not convex. They're concave. No, switch it. They're not concave. They don't go in. They go out. They're like little like um, knee pads. My armpits. <laughs> <laughs> you want to see it? They sound powerful. I kind of do. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to offer, I wasn't going to say no. I'll let you touch it through my sweatshirt. Okay. It's like padding. See? Yeah. I yeah, gained weight in my fucking armpits, people. Honestly, sounds amazing if it just went there. <laughs> she loves it, though. But I'm like, why are you trying to ruin my soul? But I. But, but that's another example of like how you have to be a certain level of comfortable with yourself to even let anyone in. You know what's wild is I don't know how I found myself here, given how much I hate myself and how insecure I am. For real. I but think you had to fucking love yourself to get out of the marriage. Thank you. So I think there was like one there, there was like a for the first time in my life, I was like, I love and it was to get out of the divorce and then the second bout was when I was like I love this woman I will do anything to be with her and that was me loving me again and believing in us I found a loophole but I somehow. do think the way you love yourself is a light that Tay sees yeah like she's a mirror and I feel like she admires the strength you have to do everything that makes you you even <laughs> the things that embarrass you like you're oh. mirrors for each other yes and I think she is literally a mirror for your light Bathos is our love language. Oh my god, I'm obsessed. For people who don't know what bathos means, well, it's a made-up word, um, but it basically means like oh, that's what it means. That noise, like, hey, if you see somebody like fall in the yeah. street, yeah, you're feeling bathos for them. Yes, when you fall, you feel bathos and for do yourself. You guys feel bathos at the same time when life happens. I don't know. I think Tay just feels bathos for me, and I feel bathos for me. We bond over my bathopathy. 
Oh my god, that's how Des is with me. I mean, he just calls me stupid. <laughs> this is why you and I are friends. <laughs> no, I'm the stupid. We constantly, one. we're spazzes. A. Yes. We totally embarrass ourselves constantly. Yes. But we like ourselves enough to and laugh at it. Surprisingly, like they like it, and then they like it. I think it's because we can laugh it off. Like I said on my radio show that, or whatever it's called, the Daily Show on Patreon, the Taylor Shrekker Show. I thought so. I was talking to Sean Kilby, who yes. we both love, and I was like, "Just pass the baton." <laughs> and he's all like, "What did you say?" And I was like, "Pass the baton." And he's like, "You're joking, right?" And I'm like, "No, for real. It's it's on at the Taylor Shrekker Show. If you go look at it, and if you go look, fucking follow." But like, I legit. 38 years of my life thought, don't judge me for my age. I thought it was past the puh-ton. It's buh-ton. And my face is so genuine like, buh? But the thing is, is I immediately <laughs> laughed. And there's a lot of people that, that they would crumble. They'd be like, I'm stupid. Everyone knows I'm stupid. Blah, blah, blah. So I guess I like myself enough to be like, oh, girl, you're flawed. Who gives a fuck? Mm-hmm. And that's attractive, mm-hmm. I guess. And when you find someone that gives you the space to make mistakes and yes. stuff, and you're not walking on eggshells, and you feel like you... Then you feel like you can grow with them. Then yep. you feel like you can just exist in a in a like non-judgmental place, especially when you're in a world that has judged you so harshly in so many ways. Ugh. You it's almost like Tay is the safe space of just like she doesn't judge me except for like a handful of things. But like those are things <laughs> that like will long-term kill me, so she's absolutely right in judging me. But like she really like the things, you know how about this? The things that I judge myself over for years that are so stupid, mm-hmm. she never judges me for. And like I've learned to love myself more through her eyes, which again is fucked up. I know because like you should get there on your own, but like that's no, just not my journey. She's a mirror. And she's also not changing you. She's literally showing you a perspective that your mind wasn't seeing. That's true. It's that happiness perspective we're talking about. Like what success is. You, you're not with a man. You're not with a guy in a $2.5 million mansion that you don't like. Certainly not. She's telling you and showing you how this is happiness. It is. Now, I will say our apartment is very nice. It is. It is. Um, and I next feel level. I get worried. But it's you. <laughs> it's yes, you. And we're renters. But I do get worried. I'm like. Will we be this happy when we don't live in the apartment yeah. anymore? My well, you know what we talked about in the beginning. I love a full, full circle moment. It's not where you are; it's who you're with. Okay. And my final question for you. Oh shit! Did I just forget it? No, I'm remembering. It. Oh yeah, <laughs> I do this shit all the time. I literally went on this pod being like, "This is what I want to ask." Um, don't fuck it up. I already fucked it up. <laughs> Were you scared to be married again? Yes really scared <clears throat> more than I let myself even like think about because I could see you being like look I did it already we know we love each other we don't need the documents and the ring yeah I was and like we got engaged I knew engagement was gonna happen because like who doesn't want pretty jewelry mm-hmm. but like I we got engaged in November of 2020 and then we were married mid end of August 2021 that's fast as fuck yep and i was like why are we rushing this what is we're doing but like i again love her more than like my fear so that like kind of and that's a thing that's that's an important element to a relationship too is like i loved myself way more when i was married to husband period end of story and i think probably him too because if he loved me more we would have made more concessions for each other but we didn't it was like my life his life like what the fuck her I'll move mountains for this bitch. So it's like, yeah, I'm uncomfortable. Yeah, like I'm scared of like, you know, what's to come. I was like all fixated on getting a prenup, even though my parents were like, you have zero dollars, like get over yourself. <laughs> but like all these different things that were like, it definitely I was more triggered than I think I knew or expected to be from my first marriage. But like, 
Love just like propelled me forward. That's the gayest thing I've ever said. <laughs> Gay. I do think though, it's it's another thing of reading fear. Like, is fear just your natural body of like a little anxiety and fear is something that just happens but you have to overlook it or is fear that red flag being like bitch don't do this right 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 so i was is it butterflies or anxiety you never know i was married i got a divorce and that was scary but i had the courage to do it then i was fearful of getting married again you know because i've been married before and also Wow, getting married to a woman, you are a lesbian. Even if you think you're not, you are to everyone. Um, so it was like, and also it was like, well, once I go down this path, like if we, because like I'm not sexually attracted to other women. So if we forgot, God forbid, weren't to work out, weren't to work out. It's like, I'm back on the singles market being like, I married a woman. I was married to a man. Well, I think I like men. <laughs> That's like, called... That is a good book. That's a good reality <laughs> show. To, like, just bank that in. That's how I think. I'm like, great content. We got great content from that. But it scares me. And so I think, like, being, like, dating a woman, fine. It's like, she had an experimental seven years. Mm-hmm. But it's like, but being married, it's like, oh, no, but you a lesbian, right? So it's like, now I'm forever in that category. So, which, quite frankly, it's so weird to talk about because it's like, I never see my life without her. Like, I legit don't. Mm-hmm. But, like, if we weren't to be together, I don't know, like, would I date men? Would I date women? Would I just date this plant over here? Probably the plant. Um, <laughs> would I just give up? But I. But it definitely like being married to me also outside of my fears of marriage from what I've experienced was like you are now really solidifying. Like you said, I don't label myself, but mm-hmm. getting married to a woman, like, yeah, that's kind of a solidification. Is that a word? Mm-hmm. Of kind of like your sexual orientation. And I, you know, uh, uh, I feel like my personally think I think that things are people are realizing that everything's a spectrum. That, and that's the thing. And, and that's like, the thing where we're in these like categories. And it's like, I think like I'm definitely fluid. I think yes. the term is sometimes you like are, I, I just roll see people, you on the I'm spectrum. Pansexual, you yeah. know, like I fall in love with the person, but society doesn't understand that. And I think they will. And I think a lot of things are changing in that. But I Some also people do, but not all of society. I understood people that were always like, I fall in love with people's souls. I was like, oh my God, what is it like to not be vapid? But it's not that you are very vapid, like very. And Tay's hot, and like yes. you wouldn't be with Thank like you. A, a disgusting, um, horrible human. But I do <laughs> only hot people, you know. But um, <laughs> they can be disgusting on the inside as long as they're hot on yeah, the outside. Turns out hot matters. people can actually be horrible. Tall men <laughs> can be very unkind. I have learned that. <laughs> but I do think that it's the spectrum where I just see you as like you love Tay. You're Tay sexual. Really, I always I've said that I'm Tay sexual. Oh my god, that's the name of your book. It should be. But like I'm so madly in love with her but it just you know wait but but, uh, but again that love is what propelled me forward to do something that maybe i was scared to do but like that's the thing is <sighs> when fear hits you and you're like motivated by positivity that yes. you know you're heading in the right direction when you are making decisions because it's fear-based and you're feeling like it, it could like make you feel worse you are right that's when you, you know it's you bad. did not get married out of fear fear was like the only thing in the way of it but if you're making decisions because fear is forcing you that's negative exactly you nailed it thank you oh I, as my a genius, god sometimes um, my mind is blown mm. let's clap our labias because taylor strucker this was our three-year anniversary. By the way, happy anniversary. Thank you. I'm so proud of you. I Thank, knew it. I've never done anything for three years. Scones and all, baby. Like, I literally knew nothing. It. I went to different schools every two years. I guess I was at Wisconsin for four years, but 
Um, I was drunk a lot of the time. And then <laughs> even my relationship, I've been with Des for like a year and a half. <laughs> How's Des? I miss him. He misses you. We He's have great. To get together. We'll get together. But um, Tay, where can people follow you, listen to you, give them the goods? Okay, so please follow me on Instagram at Taylor Strecker, T A Y L O R S T R. Do you want people to? Please, I'm desperate. Come on. Give me your phone. Um, also, uh, I have a podcast. It's free. Uh, it's called Taste of Taylor. It's with Dear Media. So good. Um, co- new episodes come out every single Thursday. It's great, great, great. I do interviews. Um, and then there is a daily show on Patreon. Patreon.com slash The Taylor Shucker Show. And uh, that's daily content. Two hours. Commercial free. It's fire. It's but, amazing. I mean, everything I do is fire. So just like go wherever tickles your fancy. Yes. And I started on that show. And I'll be back. I'm going to do episodes again. For real? Yeah, I'll do some episodes for sure. Oh, that would make me so happy. I would love to do that. You're going to come back on Taste Taylor very soon. Yes. yes. And I think you guys should also listen to our past episodes, maybe in the, even the first episode, and DM us and tell us the difference of, we've both gone through a lot since we're like, then. Yeah, we're we're like way better people We're just now. like wise and smart <laughs> and realizing things. So <laughs> thanks so much for coming to hell, guys. And I'll talk to you later. Cheers to another three years. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.